Welcome to Jim's Take. I'm your host, Jim Vaughn. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Kennedy. This series of podcasts is called Questions You're Afraid to Ask. Each podcast will look at common questions that many investors have, but may be uncomfortable asking, and maybe these are kind of subjects that their children uh, should be told about, and the children are afraid to ask. When it comes to finances, the only bad question is the one you don't ask. Frequently, these are threshold questions, so that if you don't understand the first step, you can't build from there. Exactly. So this is definitely a continuation of an episode that we've done, which talked about venture capitalists, hedge funds, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds. If any of those terms sound foreign to you, we recommend going back because this is going to be the follow-up to that episode. We're going to jump, we're going to keep moving along here. As you can see, when it comes to investing, there's a lot to know, a lot to consider, and a lot to choose from. And while choices is always a good thing, many investors often come to us with all these different options laid out and don't know what to do. They don't know where to start or which option is right for them. They all come with basically the same question, which is, how do I know which investment option is right for me? And Tyler, that's where we try to answer for clients is, which is the right investment option for me? Which is the right investment option for me today? And this is just to go back a little bit, uh, if there isn't an understanding of the basics, and the basics aren't simple, the, the basics are just basic building blocks. Uh, if you don't understand those, and then you start talking about versions of these different basics, then all of a sudden clients get lost. And by the way, I, I want to repeat that basics aren't simple. Basics, in fact, can be the most sophisticated, beautiful perfection. For an client. Don't scare them yet, Jim. And I think that's where we end up with a lot of clients is we end up with a simple strategy having considered more sophisticated strategies. So there's a good analogy that, frankly, Tyler, you created, which I think works well. So on this whole investing question, what are the right options for me? How should I do it? We've got some bad news. There's no one size fits all answer. So that's bad. There is no answer for every person. Good news is that there is an answer for the client, for the prospective client. And we actually love talking about this. The purpose of the podcast is to, is to get prospective clients and existing clients who might have these questions and may be trying to figure out how to talk to their children, but prospective clients mostly to get a sense of how we operate and the kinds of things that we do. But to illustrate this point on investing, you know, Tyler, in fact, came up with this idea that you should think about clothing. You don't buy one size fits all clothes. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, this pulling the string tight on your sweats works. Uh, mm -hmm. And maybe sweatpants come in one size, but not anymore. And certainly humans don't. And there's a reason. One size fits all doesn't look very good. You don't feel good about it. It doesn't work for every person. In life, you have very different styles that you can choose from. We make clothing choices based on several factors. Is it hot or cold? Today, it is 65 degrees in February in northern New Jersey. 
We don't get much of that around here. It explains why you're in shorts, Jim. <laughs> I'm just messing around. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I, I'm still showing up at the office and wearing a tie because I, that's, that's what we do. But climate matters. Are we at work? We don't wear shorts at work. But certainly when I go for a run this afternoon, because it's 65 degrees in February, I will absolutely be wearing shorts. Beach clothes are different than wedding clothes. Some people have a personality. They like colorful clothes. Uh, some others like dark. All okay. Some people are big, some are small. They have to wear clothes that are appropriate for them. <laughs> You've certainly seen people who are wearing inappropriate clothes. And it's a fiasco. We call it Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we would design an investment program based on your wants, your needs, what you have to do. Uh, interestingly, many of these investment choices can be the same. There is no one size for all, but there can be similarities. Uh, there's no best investment choice, only the best one for you. And a key part of best for you is your understanding what it is that you're investing in. Again, this might seem simple, it might seem basic, and yet it is critical to the investment process. The media will frequently tell you what is the best. Uh, their job is to get you to watch the TV, to listen to the radio, to click on the website today, right now. That's their job. It is not for you to have the best investment program going forward. That's our job. In fact, a big part of our job is to help you tune out the noise that you get from the media. And that's both general news media as well as business media. You know, every piece of economic data is not market changing. And yet they would certainly, the business media would have you believe that. Just as the general media would have you think that every twist and turn in a political negotiation is essential. They're not. Investing has to be the right plan for you. It has to be long-term. You'll hear comments about the Dow Jones industrial stocks is better and more important than the Standard & Poor's, or you'll hear the opposite. Stocks are better than bonds at any particular time, or the opposite. The mechanism of investing is, is presented as important. What's really important is that you have the right plan for you, that you, your spouse, someday your family, all understand it because it's, it's key that you understand what, what you're doing so that when it's not working, you stick with it. As we've seen, things perform all differently at different times. So there really is no one size fits all. We'll be right back after this. next part of this, this is what we ask potential clients to sort of get a better understanding of how they want to invest. These will just be several questions that we're going to ask. As a listener, feel free to either answer along or pause it, answer it to yourself. The goal of this, we hope that if you want to write down your answers and submit it to us, 
We are happy to review your circumstances. Here we go. These questions are as follows. Who, what, when, where, why, and how? The first one is, who am I? Are you cautious by nature or a risk taker? Are you a family-oriented person or more of a lone wolf? An adventurer or caretaker? Someone with a few simple wants or big, bold dreams? Or as many people tend to be, a mixture of all of these. Number two, what kind of lifestyle do I want? Simple or extravagant? Always trying new things or staying in your comfort zone? One focused on work, personal achievements, or one focused on family and community? Or again, and I can't stress this too much, a mixture of these things, depending on what stage you are in life. Number three, when will I need the money? Do you need it soon because you're buying a new home or starting a new business? Or do you need it later when you retire? Number four, where do I see myself in 10 years? Even 20? Life is all about change and growth. That means you need to ensure you're investing for long-term growth to reach your long-term goals. Number five, why do I need to invest? To help send your kids to college? To retire? To see the world? To give to charitable causes? To feel like you always have a safety net? Here's the last one, number six. How will I pay for retirement? This is key because regardless of your other goals, there's probably going to come a time when you have to stop working. But you can't just pick a day to not show up to work. Retirement creates a massive lifestyle change, one that will be quite upsetting to your finances if you do not prepare for it. That is all six questions. Tyler, that's a good rundown. Uh, For prospective clients, they should think through these answers. uh, And frankly, we can help them steer that conversation and so they can work through what they might uh, consider about each one of them. One of the other things we can do, Tyler, is we can put a number on all of these concepts. You know, we've talked a lot about one size not fitting all. And we should point out that we'd be happy to have one size fits all as soon as we meet two clients that are the same. (laughs) And, And we've been doing this a long time. And we have, you know, 120 some odd families, and none of them are the same. Frequently, they're related to each other, and they're not the same. People are different. And again, that is both a basic remark, and it's certainly not simple. (laughs) That's why we go through this process, find out what they need, and we can put a number, and we can put a plan behind what the client has in mind. That's The goal would be to come up with the right investment options. For the client. That leads to the types of investments that they may use, the subject of risk, and the types of risk have to be addressed. Uh, We have all discovered inflation recently. Five years ago, we didn't pay much attention to inflation, but we have it now. What's the next risk that's going to come out? You know, by the way, we, we also, and I think you've seen it, Tyler, as you've been here, one of the risks that our clients have is that they live too long. I mean, our clients live forever. And I just had a client that I was on the phone with that I said, he, he, he said to me, Jim, you don't try to sell people on that concept that they're going to live forever. 
And frankly, I do. <laughs> or at least we should plan on it. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't work out that way and they don't live forever, well, at least they'll have their money and their other family will have their money is, is the kind of thinking. So here's our suggestion. Take some time to think about these questions. Think about your answer. You've got to get uh, your spouse involved in this conversation. By the way, they may disagree with you on the answers. I would speak to an advisor that you trust on the subject. If you think that advisor might be us, we, we actually love this stuff. Uh, we'd love to help. Give us a call, send us an email, and we'll start the conversation with you. Uh, we, there's no obligation for these first conversations. It's part of our marketing efforts because we want the right clients to come join us. And we're picky. So let's just have a conversation about this first and see if we're a good fit going forward. You and your advisor and your spouse can create an investment plan that's specific to you. Gets, it achieves what you want done and then puts in place an investment program that'll get you to your goals and get that you want. We hope you have enjoyed learning about our investing process, the how it works, uh, how your investment program reacts to the plan and meets the goals of your plan. I uh, hope I've answered some of your questions that you've pondered over this year. This is a, I believe this is the end of our, our questions segment. We might have one more. We might have one we, more. We always like to squeak another okay, we questions get, out. And, and, and Tyler, that's one of the things that I always tell new clients is there's always one more piece of paper to sign. Yeah. Most of all, I hope you can use this information as a springboard to ask more questions so that you understand better down the road. In case you're tired of us talking, we offer a newsletter on almost every financial topic. How does it go, Jim? We periodically write longer three, four-page letters on economic topics of the day and try to explain our long-term thinking about that topic. Most of our emails try to point out good news. The press handles the bad news well enough. Uh, we try to point out the good news that is all around us. And it is a part of our fundamentally optimistic view about economic matters and, and frankly, the world. How would they subscribe? Uh, they can go to our website, vaughnandcompany.com. Is there any cost to sign up? No. No. We, we use our newsletters. We use these podcasts as part of our marketing effort. We want our clients and potential clients to get a feel for who we are, how we think before they contact us. So there's no charge for this. There's no charge for being on the email. They don't receive uh, telephone calls. They do receive emails. And possibly a letter from us. And possibly a letter. We would send them a letter. So thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, please follow us and like us. And subscribe. And subscribe. Bond & Co. Securities, Inc. Disclaimer. It should not be assumed that your account holdings will correspond directly to any comparative indexes or any of our existing client accounts. Investment in foreign securities have additional risks, including the risk of adverse currency fluctuations. Please remember that different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and current and future results may be higher or lower than those shown. Figures shown are past results and are not predictive of results in future periods. Share prices and returns will vary, so investors may lose money. Investing for short periods of time 
make losses more likely. It should not be assumed that recommendations made in the future will be profitable or will equal past performance. For the Vaughn Dividend Growth Program, performance is based on accounts that was managed for the longest period of time, and results are illustrated from inception. All income, dividends, interest, and other earnings are reinvested. Performance-based fees can only be utilized by individuals who meet the following qualifications. A natural person who or a company that immediately after entering into the contract has at least $1 million under management of the investment advisor. Or a natural person who or a company that the investment advisor entering into the contract and any person acting on his behalf reasonably believes immediately prior to entering into the contract has a net worth together in the case of a natural person with the assets held jointly with a spouse of more than $2.1 million at the time the contract is entered into. For the Vaughn Equity Asset Allocation Program, performance is based on an account that was among the earliest to use the program. Vaughn & Co. Securities Inc. believes that these results are representative. All income, dividends, interest, and other earnings are reinvested. There may be economic or market conditions that affect performance. Vaughn & Co. Securities Inc. buys concentrated positions for our portfolios, which may make our performance more volatile than that of broad market indexes, and our performance may diverge from an index, positively or negatively, as a result. Investments are not FDIC-insured, nor are the deposits of or guaranteed by a bank or other entity. Vaughn Asset Allocation Program and Vaughn Dividend Growth Accounts results are net of all fees, reflecting trading commissions, maintenance, custody, advisory, and performance fees, if any. It should not be assumed that the recommendation made in the future will be profitable or will equal past performance. Data and information contained in any chart used by Vaughn & Co. Securities, Inc. has been supplied by sources we believe to be reliable, but is not guaranteed. Accounts held at Fidelity Investments are covered by SIPIC.